Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is August 17th, 2022. Today's song recommendation is In Awe by Holland. And I hope that you pause here and go look up the song with lyrics and sing directly to God's ears. And I want to get in the habit of saying that because it's so important to listen to the song first and then listen to the podcast message. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 13 through 23. And we will end in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 25. Today's message is titled, Few Enter Through the Narrow Gate. I want to go into my thoughts just a little bit here before getting into the message. This message is a part of the Sermon on the Mount, the precious sermon that Jesus gave on that mountaintop that, well, he knew that he had a multitude of people that were going to come and listen. And whenever he spoke, people listened because... He was a man of great authority and knowledge about God because he is God. Remember, God is a trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, the Son came down from glory to be born of the Virgin Mary. And this Son, Jesus, is the one giving this sermon he wants to give us the advice needed, not advice really, it's, it's words that we need to act upon. We need to listen to the God of ages and not waver from his truth. The last message I gave was on the two foundations and I made a mention about another podcast that I'd done titled the narrow and wide gates well this is that message and it's a little out of sequence but i hope that you listen to the both to both of the podcasts because of the importance of the sermon on the mount and i want you to imagine that when we read these scriptures in all scriptures but most importantly these because He's given us his, his heart here and what he, does, what he wants from us. So imagine that he's sitting either in front of you or beside you. But always know that he's hovering over you. If, you're, if you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, the Spirit of Jesus is in you and hovering over you, especially when you're reading his word. So he's listening to you. He's listening to your heart, to your mind, to your soul. So pick, imagine that he's right there with you as though you're sitting on the mountaintop listening to him 2,000 plus years ago. Get into that mindset when you hear him speak in the word of God. Now in regarding to few entering the narrow gate, 
I don't know how people think that it's easy to be on the narrow gate when Jesus himself says it's that very few find it. The Lord says very few find it. So why would people think that God doesn't mean what he says? Very important to stay on the narrow road and very, very easy to stay on the wide road. Jesus is the gate and his people hear his voice. Now you're definitely on the wide road if you don't believe in the Son of God and all that he did. He did so much. He left his kingdom to come down to be born for you and for me to save us from our sins. So we didn't have to sacrifice animals every single day because we're guilty every single day because we are human beings and it's our nature to sin. But what he wants from us and what he says in the Sermon on the Mount to not stay in that mindset but to follow the will of his Father as he followed the will of his Father and the will of God is everything he said in his entire word from, from Genesis to Revelation is the will of God. So I hope someday that you just start at the beginning and read the will of God. It's the most important book that was ever written because it's God's book. It's his word. And his word we need, and he says that we not only need to read his word, but we need to act on his word. That means that our character needs to line up with the will of God. So we, God's ultimate plan is to save us. That's why he came. That's why he is so real with us. That's why he is direct with us. That's why he doesn't give us a wishy-washy message because he wants us to know who he is and what he wants and what he expects. God is holy. He is a holy God. That he, there's no sin in God. When Jesus came, he's the spotless lamb of God. He's the son of God. He's the only one born of flesh that did not sin. And if any of us thinks that we didn't sin, he calls us a liar because everyone sins. But the goal is to not listen to the flesh, but to listen to the spirit who should be listening to the Holy Spirit. And it is because of the Holy Spirit that we can be good and holy people, a holy nation. So stop feeling sorry for the people group that don't let God, God's plan of salvation, be their guide. We need to pray for them, of course, 
Because, oh, why wouldn't we want everyone to be saved? That's why God came. That's our mission. Our, the Great Commission is to help bring people into a relationship with the God of ages, the Son. The Son, Jesus Christ, is our, He is the only way. He is the gate. He is the narrow path. He is the narrow path. So when Jesus, the Son of God, spoke, not even a, not just on that day that he gave the sermon, but whenever he spoke to an individual or in the synagogue, people listened. And that's why we need to continue to listen to him because he is, after all, the God of ages. So let's get into scripture. If you want to turn your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 7, I will read verses 13 and 14 and give my thoughts and then I will read the verses from 15 through 23. So here we go. Now again, he's right there sitting with you in front of you or beside you. Picture that. Pause here and just know that the Spirit of God, if you know who the Lord is, is in your heart and is hovering over you. But for this podcast, I want you to imagine that he's sitting next to you or in front of you and he's speaking right to you. The narrow and wide gates. Enter, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Pause. The wide gate is everyone that doesn't believe in the sun. The wide gate, if you're on that wide gate, you're not acting on the word of God and you're not, you're not following the will of the Father, you're following self. You're comfortable in sinning. And there are a lot of confessing Christians out there that are, are, that are on the wide road because they're of the mindset, they're believers in the mind that they can sin, 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 sin forevermore because anyway they've confessed with their mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord and he's going to save them. They're going to heaven no matter how sinful they were. Those Christians don't, there's something missing. They haven't believed in their heart because the believing Christian loves God so much, loves the son so much that they don't want to sin. They don't want to. And they're hard on themselves when they do. And more and more, these Christians that believe in their heart, the Holy Spirit is sanctifying and they are going to repent 
very quickly of their sin and mean it. They're going to mean it. And God knows when you mean it. And he has said in the Old Testament, if you don't continue to walk, he won't continue to he won't continue to be with you and the reason i say that is he won't leave you nor forsake you if you thoroughly and wholeheartedly believe in your heart in what he did and those believers will feel so bad for anything that they do that they're not going to <clears throat> They're not going to continue in their sin or they're not going to continue in their sin as often as they've been because the Holy Spirit is sanctifying and pulling you into the narrow road or you might be on the narrow road and he's sanctifying you there. But if, you ha if you're not repenting, if it's taken you a year or never to repent for your sin, you are you are on the narrow road. You have he's not fully in your life. You can't be partially in God's life. You have to it's a commitment to the Lord and then he makes a commitment to you. This is how I this is how I see it because he himself says that very few are on this narrow road. Very few enter the narrow gate. And Jesus Christ is that road, and he is that gate. He often said to his apostles, follow me. And if they were following him, and some left him. They said, oh, it's just too hard to follow you. I'm going to go over here and, and follow myself and follow the people. That's why he says that the way is broad in this wide gate, that leads to destruction and there are many that enter through it and destruction is if you walk keep on that wide road you'll end up in hell and the narrow gate the narrow road leads to eternal life with Jesus and those he says very few find it and that is sad. But if Jesus is saying it, then it must be true, right? Because he is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So let's go into the next verses titled, A Tree and Its Fruit. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom will enter the kingdom of heaven. 
But he who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name cast out demons? And in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Pause. I did a podcast once that was mainly about either you have your foot, your feet following the world or you're following God, but that you can't have one foot in the world and one foot with God because then you're listening to what the worldviews are and you're picking and choosing what you want to believe God for. And you can't do both because Jesus says in the book of Revelation, either I want you cold, keep both feet in following the world on the wide road, or keep both feet on the narrow road and be hot on fire for the Lord. And the ones that are lukewarm, he's going to spit out. Those are the ones that have one foot with the world and one foot with God. Wishy-washy. Lukewarm. If you're a good bearing fruit tree, if first you believe in the Son of God, and then all the good fruits will come come forth from you because you're listening to the Holy Spirit. So you start, he starts sanctifying you and you're doing less and less the deeds of the, of the flesh and more and more of the deeds of the Spirit. You're nailing the flesh to the cross and you're listening to the Holy Spirit. We, we, have, two, we have two natures, a sinful nature and a spiritual nature and we need to if we're listening to the sinful nature all the time we are on the wide path again you can't just confess with your mouth that you that you know Jesus because to really know him is to get into the Word of God where you're following his commandments his statutes his law now of course Nobody's ever going to get it right. I certainly don't. But oh my gosh, do I feel bad when I don't and I repent. Every day we should repent. And if you're also, if you're the good fruit tree, you're going to want to do good. And we're blessed for our good fruits. And he's so good and so merciful and so graceful. That he's saying, even when we're bad, he still thinks that we're, he still knows us and he knows our heart and he knows that we want to be good rather than bad. So he says these good fruit trees cannot bear bad fruit because he covers our sins. But the bad fruit tree that doesn't wholeheartedly 
believe in the Lord in their heart in everything that he did and and their hearts are far away from the Lord really because if they truly make that commitment they'll have to change they'll have to be different people they'll have to stop with their sins and a lot of people don't want to stop but God knows the ones that really do want to stop now those are the bad fruits that haven't made that full commitment to the Lord. And when they're doing good things, they're still a bad fruit tree because he's judging from the heart. Those are the ones, the ones that are not fully committed to the Lord. They don't have a love for the Lord. Now imagine that the devil and the demons, they knew, they knew the son. If you continue reading scripture, they know who he is and they shudder they're afraid of him they know who he is that is having that is knowing god but god needs to know the heart and those that are wanting to walk on the narrow road and if you fall on the narrow road he picks you up and he helps you take that next step. Just because you sin doesn't mean, boop, you go back to the wide road. No. Those that have made a wholeheartedly decision to follow the Lord. And it's a true acceptance. You've truly accepted him to be the Lord of your life. Because you want to follow him. And you want him to bless you and keep you. Follow him right into the kingdom of God where there's eternal life. If that's you and you stumble every day like I do, you're on the narrow road with Jesus and you're following him through the narrow gate and one day you will have eternal life with Jesus. But if that's you out there that would rather follow the flesh and the lawlessness of the people, the lawlessness of following, you know who else is on the wide road? The devil and the demons. And they want you to be on that road. And they are, they're going to be cast in to the lake of fire when Jesus Christ returns. And I believe that's soon coming. So this is why I am coming on. I hope that you can hear the passion in my, in my heart for the Lord. I said, Lord, help me to be bold. Help me to help others. I don't want, I don't want my podcast to say it's okay that you're living in sin. Because Jesus said it's not okay. That's why he wants you to make a commitment to him. When we say, Lord, Lord, he says, oh, come on into the feast. Come on into the banquet. I know who you are. You stayed on the narrow road with me. You let me help you with every step you took. You kept your eyes on me and you depended on me to help you. Not the world, not the worldly lusts the desires of the flesh. You didn't stay on that wide road where, where it was just, there's one pastor that calls it lip service. 
Just because you're saying it and you're thinking it doesn't mean that you believe it. Because if you do, if you believed it, you would be on that narrow road with him. Where it's okay to fall and fall and fall and fall. But every day we repent, we repent, we repent because we don't want to ever be a backslider. We want to stay focused on the Lord no matter what troubles, what troubles come. I hope you go back and listen to the message I gave on the two foundations. So again, you don't want to ever have him say, depart. He didn't just say it, he declared it. Depart from me. Depart from me, just like you did in the world. I'm going to tell you on that day, you stayed where you wanted to stay, and you never let me into your life. Because the, the flesh ruled the life, your life. I know that might sound harsh, but G these are Jesus' words. Now, he won't leave you nor forsake you if you make that wholeheartedly commitment to him and truly believe, believe in your heart that he is the Son of God and that he died on the cross for our sins, it was, a, it was a bloody sacrifice. And he did that once for all. And we have to believe in our hearts that he resurrected on the third day. He resurrected whole. He did not, his body did not see decay. That's why he was able to show doubting Thomas the nail scars in his hands and his feet and the, and the puncture wound in his side. Because as he died on the cross, just as he resurrected on the third day, Jesus, the Messiah, and he ascended back into heaven after he stuck around for 40 days. He ascended back into heaven and he sits at the right hand of the Father to this day. And to the believers, he sends his Holy Spirit. And it lights a fire within you, within us. It lights a fire. The Holy Spirit is, he lights this, this he, he's God. So he lights this fire, the light. And he, he is the one that teaches us about Jesus, the Son. Let's go over to Galatians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 25. In the last verses, we talked about the good fruits and the bad fruits. So in this passage, we're going, we're going to hear what Jesus says, what, that, what those good and bad fruits are. And, and you, sh you should be able to see how easy it would be to stay in the flesh and how easy it would be to follow how not easy it would be to live your life for the Lord. But I say, 
Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. Pause. That's the Holy Spirit. He's saying, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. You may stumble and lie, perhaps steal a pencil or a pen. Perhaps you're an alcoholic or a drug addict. But you're on the, you're on the narrow road because you're trying. The Holy Spirit is working on you. Addiction is difficult. So don't give up. It can be on the narrow road. Now one of the bad fruits of the Spirit is drunkenness. So you must repent and you must try to stop. You must try to stop because you're going to make bad decisions in drunkenness state. But... He knows if you're on the narrow road and he knows and he's the one picking you up so you could try again because you feel so bad for your behavior. That's a repentive heart. And you're not purposely trying to carry out the desires of the flesh. Because it's a sickness to be an alcoholic or a drug addict. 17. For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. For those are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. Pause. The flesh desires to stay on the wide road in opposition of the spirit who wants you to follow him. So it's, it's two paths, it's two decisions. It's two roads, it's two gates. Choose wisely. Because it says here, they're in opposition to one another so that you may not do the things that you please. 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Pause. This is where I was saying earlier, if you're a good fruit tree and you believe wholeheartedly that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and in all that he did, you're bearing good fruit and even when you fall and do something that is of the bad fruit, he covers us with his grace because we've accepted his death as a penalty for our sin and we are saved by grace we are not under the law anymore where we have to follow every law because we're trying to to be we're letting the holy spirit lead us and we're we're walking with the spirit on the narrow in the narrow road this is the Holy Spirit leading us out of the life of destruction. He's plucked us because we've accepted the Lord, not only confessing it, but we've declared it in our, in our, in our hearts. We, we believe, right? So now, when we do that, when we make the wholeheartedly commitment to the Lord and believe 
Believe, believe, believe. Repent, repent, repent. We are living a new life, being led by the Spirit. He's then plucked us from the wide road because Jesus is the gate. He's plucked us off of the wide road and he's put us on the narrow road. And now we have to walk with the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit sanctify us. Because we can't do it in our own strength. And if you're in the wide road and following lawlessness, the, the deeds of the, the flesh, and you never make that full commitment. I know I'm probably saying this over and over again, but it's so important. So important. He's not going to leave you nor forsake you if he's plucked you from that wide road because of your because of your declaration, both heart, mind, body, and soul to follow the Lord and his commandments. He's plucked us from the wide road and he knows that we are new creations now because that is being born again. Born again is everything. If you think that you're born again and you're still your old self and you're not changing, you're not born again because being born again is a new creation where you've nailed the flesh to the cross and you're following the spirit. You're following the spirit, you're not under law because now, because he said so. He died on that cross to, to make us clean when we fall on the narrow road. He's, he, we're spotless. No matter how many times we mess up and we're following him wholeheartedly, we're spotless. Verse 19, now the deeds of the flesh are evident. Here we go. They are, which are morality, immorality, excuse me, immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Pause. Those are a lot of things. But he's forewarning us not to practice those. I did a podcast and I included the sexual immoral, which if you're in the LGBTQ lifestyle, There are many, I know there are many that would like to get out of that lifestyle. I know it. I feel it. And I've said, and will say again, abstinence is key. Because you're not going to be able to do this on your, in your own strength. But you can say no. 
to sexual behavior of same sex. You can say no. But you're going to have to nail your flesh to the cross. And I'm only bringing that up because, boy, it is on the world stage. It is. And I, my introduction on my podcast is I, I will never side with the people. I need to be truthful to people because if I can save even one, and I'm not just talking about the LGBTQ community, there's um, immorality and cheating, with, uh, cheating on your spouse, lots of immorality in different ways. Even if you side with sexual immorality or immorality, if you're one out there that is saying it's okay that you're in that lifestyle because anyway, Jesus will forgive you because you've accepted the Lord and Savior as your, as your Lord and Savior and you've said it. You've said it and you're good. But you'll know. Take, for instance, myself. I was having a conversation with a person that I used to work with when I was in my 20s. And I used to be, I mean, I was far away from God. I was partying and living, living on the wide road, that's for sure. And we were talking about just being born again and how glad we were that we were followers of the Lord and that we just loved him with all our hearts and how changed we were that we were born again. And he said, Nellie, I think of you. And I always say, what were his words? He made me laugh so hard because <laughs> of the way he said it. He said something like, when I see you, I say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God that, that, I, that I am now a new creation in the Lord because he knew me when I wasn't. And I just started laughing and I said, gosh, it's like you, like you almost said, if, there, if God could do it for you, he could do it for anyone. <laughs> and he said, I know, I didn't mean it like that. He said, I was the same way. You know I was. And he was. I mean, when you're in your 20s, you almost, I hope people, if you're listening and you're in your 20s, I hope you don't wait as long as I did to accept the Lord. I'm, I'm one of the ones that was on the wide road. But thank God that I'm not anymore. I'm committed, fully committed to the Lord. But this person I was talking to, his wife used to always try to get him to go to church. And we often worked side by side, and he'd say, gosh, she just won't get off my back. She just keeps insisting that I go to church, otherwise she'll leave me. And one day, he comes to work, and he said, I went to church last night, and I am born again. I could see it. I didn't want anything to do with him, because, well, here I was on that wide road. And, I mean, he is an, an example of someone that changed just like that. Just like the conversion of Saul when he, he met Jesus, the resurrected Christ, on the road to Damascus. 
just like that he was converted and the Lord renames him Paul and he's the great apostle Paul and he's the one writing this book this instant conversion happened to my co-worker and to this day he is following the Lord wholeheartedly and he's never looked back and it was just really nice to talk to him at church I don't often go to the church it's 45 minutes away and I have family that live 45 minutes away and when I do go to the city I will go to that church because I have a sister that goes there anyway it was a really great conversation so I wanted to add that to this message because I don't want people to think that oh gosh the gal speaking to us is at many term it, term it holier than thou it, that's that's a, a lot of people get get called that no I am preaching Jesus because of my testimony because of my testimony so I said earlier about you know I, I, I used to love to, to drink I wasn't an alcoholic but I loved to party I really did it was I was having fun too much fun and yeah I'm instantly well I don't know if it's instant I do remember when the Holy Spirit came upon me and entered my heart now you have to remember that and you have to remember that moment if you if you can't honestly say that the Holy Spirit ever it, you feel it either by by fire it's, it, it feels like heat or a warmth but you have to be praying for it. You have to be praying. You have to, that's when you say the, the um, confession that Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life and that you're going to follow him and that you believe in your heart wholeheartedly. That is when the Holy Spirit enters your heart. Okay. So, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Pause. So again, if you're born again and you, you desire to have these good fruits of the Spirit, but they don't come upon you on your own, the Holy Spirit starts changing you to have all these good fruits. And He's saying... He said in the book of Matthew, in that, those last passages that I read in Matthew, that if you're a good fruit tree and you, and you fall and you start doing some of the um, outbursts of anger, let's say strife, jealousy, envying something, then you're not under the law anymore because Jesus, the, Jesus' Holy Spirit, is with you and he knows we're gonna mess up but again that's why he was crucified to the cross for our sins so we could be forgiven for past mistakes current mistakes and future mistakes I wanted to just touch a little bit before I finish the last two verses some of the 
bad fruits of the spirit. One of them is idolatry. We serve a jealous God. And there is only one God. And, and the only way to heaven is to believe in the Son of God. Because what a sacrifice the Father made to send His Son. And what a sacrifice the Son made to come down. He listened to the will of the Father. And He came down from glory. He is the God of the Old Testament. He left His position to come down to die on the cross for you and for me. And that, you can't ha have or serve any other idols besides Him. And one of the idols that I want to just quickly touch on is if you are praying to the Virgin Mary via the Rosary and asking her to help you, you're discounting the Holy Spirit of God that lives in your heart. Why can't He help you? He's God. Now, the Virgin Mary was highly favored by the Father to give birth to his son. She was an incredible woman that he a virgin woman that he selected to carry his son in the womb. I'm sure she's highly favored. I know she's highly favored in heaven. But Jesus doesn't want us to pray to her, otherwise he would have told us to pray to her in his word. And he doesn't say that. He says, what does he say? He says he's going to send somebody better than him. This is, this is when he leaves back into heaven after being resurrected and he's ascending back into heaven. He says, but don't leave, he tells his apostles. Don't leave, because I'm going to send you somebody better than me, he said. And he sends the Holy Spirit to dwell with men now. He didn't say for the apostles to stay because he's going to send Mary to them, because Mary was still living when Jesus died and resurrected and ascended back into heaven. He didn't say, oh, but flock over to Mary because she's taken over. And when she dies, pray to her to help you get on the narrow road and find the gate, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't say that. He said, I'm sending you the Spirit, the Spirit of God. And the reason I want to touch on that is because I know some people that pray their rosary so much. And one of the prayers in the rosary is the Our Father. And Jesus does say when the apostles ask him, how do we pray? He said, pray this. And he said, Our, Our Father. It's a powerful, powerful prayer. But when I hear the rosary, many of you know, if you've been listening to my podcast, I lost a sibling. And in her, at her funeral, the rosary was prayed. And my sister wasn't an avid Catholic. I wouldn't call her that. But every time I go to a service and I hear the rosary, it starts out, if it's Catholic related, if it's a Catholic person, they'll start out praying the rosary. And I don't know if you've ever been in a, in a pew after someone's died and the rosary's been prayed or... 
I, I grew up Catholic and I, I owe a lot of my, um, my, the seed was planted, I should say, even though I wasn't hearing what they were saying, the seed was planted, I believe, in the Catholic Church. So there are, they read a lot of scripture and there's a lot of good things about the Catholic religion, but the rosary is a form of idolatry. It really is. Because it sounds like a chant. And it, it's, it sounds dead because it is dead. It's a false idol. There's no life. I never hear any life when, some, when I hear somebody praying the rosary. So I wanted to touch on that really quick about idolatry. There are many forms of idolatry. Uh, many people, they're Buddhists, Muslims. I don't know all those religions that are out there. But they're little statues. They're little statues and they're false gods. Any form of idolatry, if something has taken up much of your time, if you're gaming, things like that, taking up way too much of your time, you need to let it go. It's a false idol. I want to touch on sorcery. In one of my past podcasts, I touched a little bit. There's a story in one of the books that Paul writes where there's this lady that's following Paul and she, kept, she keeps yelling out something like, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. Or something like that. I'll have to find that scripture. Maybe I'll jot it down and, and read it to you the next time. But she is a fortune teller. And she's making her money by reading people's fortunes. And Paul finally gets so fed up with this lady that she rebukes that evil spirit that's within her. And the evil spirit leaves her. Then this woman gets in trouble by her master because now she's not making any money for him because the evil spirit is left. So in this bad fruit of sorcery, you don't want to go to a fortune teller. You don't even want to have your horoscope read because there's very there's a lot of demonic forces out there that will read your your fortune right or they will read your horoscope right and all of that, but that's of the evil one. You're going to find that they can be trick, tricky too, and you'll be, oh gosh, that was, that did happen to me. Something like that. I used to read in my old life my horoscope, and it was amazing how, how spot on they were. But again, that is from the evil one. Look to the Lord for the plans he has for you. Those are the only two I'm going to touch on right there. Let me read the last two verses of Galatians chapter 5, which read, Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Pause. Did you hear that? Those who belong to Jesus, to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh, crucified. 
the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified on a on a tree nailed that's what he's saying that we have to do with the flesh remember I said we have two natures the flesh nature needs to be crucified to the tree nailed with its passions and desires and all those bad fruits immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, and being drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. So the others, things like these, it doesn't list everything that is a bad lifestyle or a bad fruit. And then in verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit, let us become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. Pause. In verse 26, where he says, let us not, let us not become boastful. Let us not challenge one another. Let us not envy one another. The reason I went into telling you a little bit about my story there is because I am sa I'm saved, but I wasn't always. If I would have died on that wide road, I would have been led to destruction and I would have ended up in the pit. But thank God for his sacrifice, for his sacrificial death. Thank God I nailed my flesh to the cross. What this means is you nail your old self, the old man, the old woman to the cross. I'm so glad that I am not that old person anymore. And I did. If I could make the sound of the nails, I crucified myself to the cross with the help of the Holy Spirit. And now I am a new creation. And this new creation, I'm thankful. So thankful that Jesus plucked me off of that wide road. But I was praying. And I have mentioned before that for me, pain was gain, because through my pain, I had shoulder pain, extreme, excruciating shoulder pain. And through my pain, I just sat and would sing and learn Christian songs, and I would sing them to the Lord, and I would just, my spirit would sob. And I'd say, you know, Lord, I've never read the Bible front to back, and I'm gonna make that commitment today. And that's when my walk began. That's when I was, when I, when I said I want to make my commitment to you, Lord. He plucked me off the wide road. So whatever circumstance you're having, if you use it well, for the glory of God, has to be for the glory, your life has to be for the glory of God. We have to glorify God. 
in all that we do. We have to glorify him. I've gone on for almost an hour. I did not mean to. I will sign off here. I hope that you can hear. I hope that you've heard something in today's message. Because Jesus is speaking to both you and me. He's speaking to the world. He's speaking to the world. The word became flesh. He was from the beginning. He created everything. So do a heart check. See where you're at. Are you on the narrow road or the wide road? Are you going through, if you were to die today, are you going through the narrow gate, which is Jesus Christ, to eternal life? Or will you die on the wide gate, which is the road to destruction, to the pit, which is hell? I know that sounds harsh, but it's reality. Not everyone goes into heaven. Like Jesus says, there are few who go through the narrow gate. I hope if anything this gives this message gives you a starting point to change if you're living a life of destruction. If you're living a life in darkness, you need to come into the light. Much love to all. All the glory to God. Until next time. Bye. I mentioned earlier this is a correction. It was just a, a fumbling of my words. But if you are not repenting, you are on the wide road. I believe earlier, I know I said earlier that if you're not repenting, you're on the narrow road. Of course, that's, that's not correct. You are on the right wide road. All right. <laughs> All the glory to God. I, I pray. I pray for my audience. My prayer is with you, for you, that you make a commitment today to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Get down on your knees and ask him. Ask him to help you. And he will. That's knocking on the door. That's knocking on his door. And he will enter and help you. Again, all the glory to God. Until next time, much love to all. Bye.